You're listening to the County Life Podcast with him over there, Chris Ridgway, and me, Martin Johnston. podcast is sponsored this year by the spinning top the best pub we think in stockport it has a fantastic range of regular and guest craft ales porters lagers anything you could want in a craft beer it's a fantastic place to watch live music and it's on the a6 and often plays out um full match commentary of county games from uh, imagine 104.9 fm it's definitely the best place for county fans we think so get yourself on down there uh, first up this week, as ever, Chris's full interview, then this is the only place you can hear it, remember, with County Manager Jim Gannon. Jim, Thursday night training wrapped up, disappointing bank holiday weekend, two defeats, one to Alfreton and one to Kidderminster. Just give us your thoughts now the dust settled. Yeah, I think the last three games have been disappointing. Um, I felt that, you know, despite the disruptions to the games um, and... You know, the difficulty of the games, you know, being away from home to full-time sides on a Monday after a Saturday game. And and so we, we're disappointed because if we got three or four more points, which we could have got, um, especially a couple of points at Bradford and, you know, at least deserved at least a draw at home to Alfreton and could have worked hard and got a point at Kidderminster if we just stayed strong for set, for that final set play. Um, then we were, we'd all been reasonably satisfied and, and moving forward with confidence and positivity. But... As it stands now, um, we've left ourselves with a difficult task. Now we have to work extremely hard to catch up, and um, and we're going to have to do that in an environment where some people will lose confidence and negativity will creep in. And we've got to be remain pretty strong and focused on what we're trying to achieve, and make sure that um, we keep our eyes looking forward, and you know concentrate on the next three points, and make sure we we put ourselves in the best position to get that. I know we don't look for excuses, but there were some injuries. Frank Mulhern's been struggling. Paul Turnbull came off against Kidderminster. Just how does that affect your in-game play when players are struggling and have to leave the pitch? Um, it, it can be difficult. Um, you know, I think we have, we've also had the, the away defeat at York where Scott Duxby's gone off and we're, we're kind of playing with a makeshift le- left-back and it cost you in the end with the goal. Um Obviously, Frank going off at Bradford and uh, Paul going off at Kidderminster are big losses um, to us. And we just don't have the um, the depth of squad, really, to be able to cover for those players. Um, but like I said, it's, it has been a difficult run of injuries, you know, with, um, with those players um, missing. And um, obviously, Scott's still out. So, uh, But we just have to overcome that and make sure that we... we we focus the players who are taking their positions or the players who are coming in on making sure that they... They, they they do their best and um, you know keep this team strong, um, but small margins and uh, sometimes a player going off injured can make a difference in the game. But um, the reasons, excuses, whatever you want to call them, but they're just part of the game and we just have to ride out this difficult period now. Uh, tough away games um, with demanding circumstances when players get injured, uh, so we just have to accept that and uh, just again regain our focus and, and confidence and, and go against this, this Saturday. Is that easy or, or challenging as a manager who's obviously you've got great playing experience as well, but when you're feeling that frustration, if you like, from the fans and when it's positive, it gets your tails up, but when you're trying to keep the players focused on the football, is that easy for you to do or as players, is that a, their natural zone? I, I can't speak for the players because I know that 
these players are all of different levels of maturity in terms of how they deal with playing regularly, or how they deal with two defeats, how they deal with not being in the team or be playing and then coming off. Um, you know, that's players for you. You know, um, you get all sorts of different reactions and they don't know how to respond. But for my own self, I've been in this situation where if you like the pressure's on you, results are not going great or things are going against you. I've been in it every year. Every every season. I mean, last season with ten games to go, I was told the season was over, and you're going to get people after seven games saying this season's over. It's just it just seems to be part of the world we live in, where it's instant gratification for everybody. Whereas what we've been trying to do over the last couple of years, and what we want to do over the next couple of years, is just keep building. This year's been uh, we we challenged ourselves because there's a bit of a compromise between the kind of part-time structure that were successful for us last year, but we want to try and blend in more full-time players, and albeit they're young professionals, um, and trust that that model will get us the competitive edge as we go forward because we know as a club if we're going to be successful at this level or the next level that we need to move towards a stronger, more full-time structure. We see that in the kind of the fitness levels of Kidderminster when we played them on Monday. They just seem to have... They're able to train on a Sunday and prepare for the game um, and do everything right. And we're finding it that we're having to do what we can do. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done to make sure that we catch up on clubs like that. So in the in the time that you have had from, from Monday going up to the game on Saturday, how have you been with your players? Has it been okay in training, working through the players ready for Saturday? Well, I think all of our players that played a good chunk of minutes needed a good rest. So they had Tuesday off um, and then... You know, we had six or seven of the lads that are on the fringes and not playing regularly, along with uh, six or seven of the academy lads and Stockport Town non-contract lads in. We had a great session Tuesday. Everybody worked really hard. Lots of football, lots of technical work, lots of um, one-touch, two-touch play, just to really sharpen up our attacking midfield line um, and make sure that they got assists, goals and quality from set plays. Um, and I, I you know, credit to those players because they responded really well to coming on, on Tuesday. And I think... Um, uh, tonight's been a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, we've got a couple of injuries. We've had Jake Kirby, Sam Minahan, uh, Josh all sit out tonight for different reasons. Um, so that's challenging the squad a little bit. Um, and as a manager who's tried, you know, spent all day preparing, watching videos and preparing training sessions, it's always difficult when players are absent from training for one reason or another, and then you're kind of having to think on your feet. But um, we still got a very good 11 to put out. We know that Leamington are a strong, well-organised. Um, it won't be as easy as last season's game. We really got stuck into them last year, beat them 4-0. But they played Spenny Moore away on a Thursday night and then got home at 4 o'clock in the morning and the goalkeeper was suspended and the goalkeeper was only his first game in uh, I don't know how long. So we really um, challenged them. But we, we've got to have that kind of mentality on Saturday where we've really got to... Um, let everybody know that's you know that that's in the stadium that's come to support us that we mean business and that we want to put things right and um, you know I've done my work today and tonight and, and and I'm trusting that the players will go out on Saturday and and put things right and and show that we are a capable side that can win games and start climbing up that table again. You mentioned the the, the atmosphere inside the stadium. Of course, we've got two games at home now. Is it important that if we can get these couple of wins, we can really get a good feel back around the club? Yeah, it's a strange quirk of the fixtures to have three Saturdays in a row, um, you know, at this stage. And, um, you know, we've had some demand in away games. Um, it's nice to have a home game. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I love Edgley Park. Uh, you know, I've always, it's been a great place for me. It's um, a place I feel very comfortable. I'm in it every day and 
whether that be just doing it in my office or helping the, help the hatters and, and, and just pottering around and getting things right for Saturday. But um, the problem we have at the moment is, um, is that you're going to get a few people, you know, their worlds cave in when results are not there or their expectations were like raised by us being promotion favourites and starting the season for a 5-1 win and all of a sudden their world crashes in and, uh, you know, especially those that had a, a good bit to drink. Um, but we've got, got thousands of fans who are very supportive and very respectful of what we're doing and um, and I'm sure that, you know, come Saturday that they'll be wanting to play their part. Always uh, at these stages when, you know, the club's facing a tough time, I, I always um, I remember giving these words of advice to Andy Kilner once and saying that the most important thing is the manager manages, the players play to the best of ability, support, support, and the directors direct. And if everybody gets on, we're just doing their own job and, and not complaining about everybody else's, then we'll all can then get on and play our part in what should be a successful Saturday. So you mentioned Leamington then, obviously different <clears throat> different aspect to last season, but what, what are their threats? What what can we look out for from a Leamington side this season? I think Paul's done a brilliant job there. Um, you know, they, 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 they took a while to adapt to the level and they found it difficult. Um, but they, they had a really strong spell. Uh, funny enough, around the time that we played them and they were tired in that game where they got a lot of 1-0 wins, they're very, very solid. Um, big back four, component keeper. They've got um, a very strong midfield, physical midfield. And I think in the likes of Stenson and Edwards, they've got a really good nine and ten. I mean, Stenson's one of these, uh, reminds me of Phil Stamp for those fans that remember him. Just a workaholic, constant threat, constantly putting you under pressure and really working you hard. And, and Edwards is a good foil to him. So um, they've, they've got old Beng as well and they've got uh, Kieran Dunbar off the flanks and Taylor and it's, they've got a little bit of craft. Um, but they're, they're going to be a very, very tough nut to crack. And um, obviously, given the points that they've collected, um, they'll be wanting to keep it nice and solid away from home and pinch what they can because the home form has been really good. Um, but the, the, you know the challenge is going to be on to us um, to really get at them, uh, work them, and and stay strong for the whole ninety minutes because we're going to have to probably be not only strong and forceful but patient as well because they're the type of team that seems to um, start strong and fade because they put so much energy into the game. So it's going to be a long tough game for us, and um, if we stay strong, then I think we're going to get a positive result. Just to look at Stockport County's players, then in particular Paul Turnbull, I think him and Sam Walker have been. They formed a real partnership in the middle at the moment. Obviously, Paul went off injured. What's an update on his injury? And is he looking at a while out? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the feedback we got initially was that um, obviously he went to the hospital. It was we, we, I thought it was a, um, a, a bad one. And it, no, not as bad as it turned out to be because Paul Paul couldn't just shake it off and get back on. So it was more than just a bang. It was, and it turns out that the the ankle might be slightly dislocated, which has caused the, the fibula to break. Or fracture. Um, normally, when your ankle gets displaced, it puts a lot of pressure on the support bone at the back. Um, terrible news, really, for Paul and for us, because um, he's been such an important part of the the kind of cultural change that we've been trying to put in in the last six months, and um, you know the captain as well. Um, but we we have, we're still waiting really for uh, the fracture clinic to to really confirm everything and decide what they're going to do in terms of whether they're going to put the ankle back in place, whether they're going to pin it, uh, and, and whether it's actually fractured to the point that it's been dislocated. So I think it's still very much in the assessment stage, but I think the one thing's for certain is that Paul won't be able to um, 
but we had, without the aid of a, a cast or a crutches for a, for a good few weeks and um, just you know hope he has a speedy recovery and gets back to the player that we, we mm. know and love. Yeah, of course. And just finally then, Jim, on a positive note, keeper Ben Hinchliffe made his 100th appearance for Stockport County of the weekend. He's been a real find, hasn't he, in goal for County? Yeah, no, I've always had a lot of respect for Ben. And um, back in, people won't remember him playing for Preston when he started off as a kid and we nearly took him in. Um, and he's, you know, he's been a fantastic professional. He obviously self-aware when he fell out of um, league football and pro football and he got himself a job and he's, he's established a... And he, he's balancing a, a full-time job, family, and um, and yet he's extremely professional as a part-time player. He was one of the strongest, fittest lads in pre-season. Um, and he really looks after himself and uh, he goes about his business impeccably. And I'm, I'm really pleased to have him. And um, and I think it's um, a sign of what we've wanted to do here is that try and get some of the best players in, in at this level and, uh, you know, keep them with us and people can identify with them. And I think it was far too much turnover of people at the club in recent years and I think that we've we've had a lot of players that fans can identify in and I think I'm sure that Ben is very recognisable and very popular and um, you know, I look forward to him having another 100 games for the club Big game aside Jim all the best Thanks so much And a bonus piece of content for you this week while at training tonight Chris managed to have a word with an on the men Scott Duxbury Scott thanks very much for joining us let's start by first of all talking about the injury how are you feeling? Yeah I'm feeling miles better now it's a uh... Getting better. Uh, obviously, I've been out for three weeks now, so getting a bit frustrated not being able to train. But this week, I did a bit on Tuesday, a bit of running and a bit of kicking. Uh, done a bit more tonight and a bit more in- intense, so I'm fe- feeling better. Uh, it's looking like it's either going to be the Boston game or the one after that I'm going to be back. Uh, but I can't wait to get re- get back in the team and get fighting again. What's it like looking on the sidelines? It's not been an easy spell of games. You know, the results haven't really gone county's way and you've not been able to do anything about that on the sidelines. What's that like for you? Yeah, it's been difficult because I think we could have got something out the Alfreton game at home and we're a bit lucky at Kidderminster as well, but hopefully I can get back in and just help the team get, get a few results and get the points back on the board. And do you set yourself a target when you come back? Is it a points target or do you have goals, maybe assists that you want to get working on or is it just about slotting back in the team and doing a job? Yeah, well, I want to try and top up on the, the assists like I did last year. Uh, also, with, with, regarding the points, we've obviously lost quite a, f- a, f- a few games already, trying to get the, them points back, what we've already lost, and then tr- try catching teams. Obviously, Charlie's got a good start, so we know what's what it's about now, and it's just about trying to catch that, them types of teams up. Give us an idea of the support you've had from the other players around the camp. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, I've always been in and around the lads anyway, in the dressing room and at the training ground. So I've kept involved with the lads. Uh, and yeah, they're a great bunch. All the staffs uh, kept me on track. And that's all I can ask for, really. And the mood around the camp in general is good, despite the, the losses of late? Yeah. Uh, like I said, we've got a good group of players here. And I seem to feel like we've got a better squad than we did last year. So it's just about gelling. Uh, might not gel properly yet, but... Once we do have, I'm sure we'll, we'll have a good dense season. A couple of home games now on the run. Is that is that key to kind of build a fortress back up and get a run of results on the go? Yeah, well, if you get two wins here, then you're right back in it. Uh, obviously, looking at the table at the minute, it doesn't look great. But like I said, if you get two wins out at two at home, then there's no reason why we can't push on from there. Is it a little bit too early in the season to read too much into the table anyway, or, or should we be looking at it? Yeah, it's too early. I'd say it is anyway. Uh, you can't really look until like December time, see where you where you are about, sir. So. 
Just finally then, while, while you have been injured, what have you been doing to keep your time busy? Uh, it's been hard because... <laughs> if not, you can say it. <laughs> I've not been able to coach. Uh, not been able to coach, so that's been frustrating as well. So I've just had to go to gym and try and do my rehab. We should mention we're under attack here from a rogue on the training ground. Scott, thanks very much. No so, Chris, we were sat here last week and we were saying six points of two games would be nice. Uh, we'd take four, maybe even take three. And we're sitting here with none. And it's frustrating again. Good evening, Martin. It's very frustrating. Um, frustration that has boiled over into the fans' groups and communities now. Um, we've not started the season well enough. Um, you know, it looked great. It looked rosy after the 5-1 against FC United. But now, bottom half of the table, no points over the bank holiday weekend. It, you know, um, there's, there's a bit of pressure on the club now. Yeah, and you talked to Jim there and you mentioned the fact that people aren't happy and he's addressed it in that interview there. But this is football. You're not supposed to be happy. I'm sure he's not happy. I'm sure none of the players are happy. None of the fans are happy. That, that's the whole point of this. you know. So, so you can understand people's frustrations and, and that's why we do it. That's why people go along. It, it's, it's a frustrating situation. We've said it before, week in, week out. It is the most passionate of sports, is, is football. It's... It, certainly to a football fan it is, you know. Um, and we've seen that spill over this week. Now, rightly or wrongly, I think everyone involved in the post-Alfordson game and, and all this will probably wish it had gone down a little bit differently. Ultimately, everybody here is Stockport County in one way or another. Um, Jim Gannon, I spoke to him tonight, you know, in the interview where we said, you know, we spoke about the fans not being happy and John brought it up in that interview at the time. Uh and he's come back to me with the answer that I wanted to hear, if I'm honest. He didn't try and pass the book. He didn't try and, well, you know, he could, we, there were outs he could have had. You know, he could have said, well, you look at the tackle on Duxbury against, Scott Duxbury against York. That's wiped him out of the game in the first few minutes. They should have had a man sent off. That game would have been different if they'd have had a man sent off. You look at the game against Kidderminster, the tackle on Paul Turnbull. Horrible tackle. Who knows the extent of that injury? They should have had a man sent off. But they didn't. So straight away, there's six points that he... He could have kind of passed the book on if he'd wanted to. But he didn't. He just fronted up and said, look, we, we've got to improve. We've got to get back to challenging again. That's what I want to hear from my manager. I believe in, you know, people talk about, you know, are you on the manager's side? Are we just saying things? Well, I, I do like the gaffer. I do think he's a very good manager. And for him to come out fighting and say, look, I'm not passing the blame. It's not that I wasn't funded. It's not that there's injuries. It's not that... He's just said, we've got to get better. We're, we're, we're working on it. We're improving on it. And his track record says he does improve players. He does improve teams. So let's give him a chance. Let's not jump on a get him out bandwagon. Yeah, absolutely. And those, you know, I'm sure the same fans who who are, you know, very disgruntled now, the most disgruntled ones, the most vocal ones, the ones who are letting it spill over, probably would, would have said the same thing about those two tackles. They would have said they're disgraceful tackles. They'd have been asking for red cards. So... You know, again, everybody kind of feels feels the same thing, and I think you're right. I think, you know, the best thing he can do is concentrate on the game, concentrate on the players he has got, and 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 really concentrate on the, the next the next game. It, I'm not saying that that is his only option, but that's clearly his best option. Yeah, uh, you know, that's that's at the end of the day, you've just got to you've got to keep going, like you said, like you said at the top there. This is football, so. No matter what comes your way, no matter what injuries, ultimately now, as a supporter, 
you know, Jim alluded to it in, in his interview there. He said, the manager manages, the players play, and the supporters support. So we've got two games now at home, six points. I spoke to Scott Duxbury in the interview we've just heard with him, and he said six points, we're right back up in there. So let's get two big wins at home now. These are two games that we can at home, starting with Leamington this weekend. Last season, we turned Leamington over. Not saying we're going to do it again this season, but a win, it just... It puts people back on track, if you like. They're not completely behind everything on board, and they're not. But at the same time, we're winning a game, so it appeases a little bit. And then you go on and you appease a little bit more, and then before you know it, you've got three on the bounce, and then you've got four on the bounce, and then you, all of a sudden you're right back up swinging in the mix. Yes, County have struggled in this in this start, but people will talk about the games we should have won. We mentioned them there: the game against York, we could have won; the game against Bradford, if Frank Mulhern doesn't hobble off after. A, after a few minutes, a Kidderminster, if Paul Turnbull doesn't go off. But you also look at the other teams in the league. Look at Chorley. Not lost a game yet. Only conceded a one goal, two goals in, in, all their, in all their games this season. But you look at who they've played. They've only played one of the so-called big teams in the division, York. And fair enough, they beat them when, when we didn't. But they didn't lose one of their key men after five minutes. So you've got to look at the bigger picture. You know, you have to look You look at all the, all the teams above Stockport County and say... What's their opening fixtures? Have they played the teams that we've played in such a, in such a condensed Alfreton straight before Kidderminster or York City on a Tuesday night and then Southport away straight you know straight after the season starts against FC United? Nobody's had that run of fixtures. So I think, listen, let's not make any excuses. The points tally isn't good enough. But now the gaffer's going to work on that. So let's get behind the team and get them back up the division. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you look, and this is a a tough division. It's it's going to be hard to win games. I think two positives, you know, as you know, as Dux was saying there, and as he was alluding to, it's not time to panic. You know, it's so early in the season. And the second, not a positive for me, but a thing that makes me not worry so much is that, as you know, that those two tackles you talked about turn those games. These are fine margins. You know, people are not battering county okay we could be scoring more goals and that's you know that's a big issue but they're not battering us so you would hope that you know stay focused the the players are clearly not panicking yet Jim's not panicking yet but you can understand you come away you go into a bank holiday set with a lot of hope and you come away with nothing you can understand the frustration but it's too early to panic yeah I mean as a personally panicking Unless it's the last five minutes of a game where you need a goal. Panicking rarely gets you anywhere. Um, so I don't expect we'll ever see Jim, in particular, lose his head, so to speak. But yeah, you, you're right. There's That's the most important part. I think even more important than the fact that it is still early days in the season because points are points no matter when you get them. But the fact that, um, like, like you say, that we've not been battered, we've not been pummeled. Every game, a goal gets us right back in it and gets us a point or gets us a win. Every so, game has been a genuine context, uh, contest. A, a, spot on. So, I mean, it's it's not the end of the world as we know it. You know, it's um, it's not good enough, but it's not over. But um, big worry though. You you mentioned it there. Paul Turnbull's injured. Yeah. So um, as as Jim <coughs> spoke about uh, a little earlier on, he's saying this, they're still waiting for test results to come back, and it could be a dislocation of the ankle, a broken ankle. It could be uh, one of a number of things. So. You know, he's obviously not trained tonight. He's definitely not going to be playing on Saturday or the next three or four Saturdays by the looks of things. Um, 
he's a huge blow because you talk about partnerships over the field. In the middle of the park, you've got Paul Turnbull and Sam Walker, two of the most experienced heads at this level, providing a real engine in the middle. For all that was said about players not performing, nobody ever questioned Paul Turnbull and Sam Walker in the middle of the park. They've been a, Sam Walker has been a revelation, and it's probably playing next to Paul Turnbull that's helped him be that revelation. So the fact that Bully is now going to be out for a while is a huge loss. Um, how long? You know, Time will tell, I guess. But, um, he, yeah, he's massive. Yeah, and things were starting to get built around him. You know, it was, it was clearly that was that was part of the blueprint, you know, such as central parts of Jim's plans. But um, looking at other positives over the two games, who was who was your player of those two games? It's hard for you. It's hard to pick after the after the, the games, mainly for the Alfredson game. I'm going to say Niall Bell because the kids stepped up. We sat here last week. And we said, he's got to step up now. He's got to prove he is the man. Uh, and whereas he couldn't get himself on the score sheet, he was a he was a real player. He was a real kind of menace and a nuisance. I want to see him improve on that now. I want to see him, you know, if he's listening to this, he's probably thinking, I've already done what you said once. I'm not <laughs> going to do it again, but get a goal. Yeah. You know, um, because the, the fans that I spoke to agreed with me on, by and large, by saying he 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 really ran the team, he ran Alfreton. He gave them real problems. He picked up man of the match in his first start for the club. You can't really ask much more than that, other than a goal. He is a striker, so fair play to the kid. Well done on the you know the the, the being the man of the week, if you like, for us. But now go and step it up again. Yeah, and so does that mean he's going to be your one to watch as well because you'll be watching for that goal. I'm actually going to go a bit left field or a bit right field, depending on how you look at it now. I'm going to say Adam Thomas is the one to watch this week because with Sam Minahan seeming like he was just off the pace a little bit towards the end of the Kidderminster game, he was just struggling a bit. And Jim has spoken about him. I've seen Jim and him working on a few things in training today. It wouldn't surprise me to see Adam Thomas play. Whether he will or not, whether he comes off the bench, because he didn't look great, if we're being honest. And apologies, Adam, if you're listening. It wasn't his finest moment when he came on against Alfreton. So I think he'll come on with a little bit of a point to prove. If he comes on, if we can get him some game time, be it down the middle, down the right, wherever it is the gaffer sees him, I think he'll come on and he'll want to show what player he can be. I'm going to go with Adam Thomas this week. And it's no surprise thinking about Sam, you know, if he has looked a little bit tired towards the end of those two games. You know, he's played, started every game, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, come back. Okay, he's had a long time. He had a full pre-season and stuff like that. But still, well, you know, starting every game. I get the impression he took a bit of a knock um, early on in the Kidderminster game. Um, nothing too serious, nothing to nothing to shout about, nothing to write home about. But it might see him either make way or, or only play an hour or, or maybe even further up the, up the pitch if Dan Cowan moves across. There's so many different positions for these players. I think we'll probably see Adam at some point over the weekend. And I'm going to keep my eye on him because I think he's got a big game in his locker. And given given that, how do you see the game itself going overall? Uh, I mean, of course I'm going to say this. It's got to be a big win for County because they've got to make a statement now. Um, we have a little bit of a safety net with the last few teams, with the injuries, with the fact that they're big teams. And, you know, we, we always said it was a tough start. And, well, that's all out of the way now. The fans are not happy. The players are not performing. We need a big win to, to just remind everyone who we are. So we've got to go out and do the business this week. Yeah, and I think, yeah, a, d- a decent win, Nile Bell goal, and that there's so much to, to build on from, from that. Um, so, yeah, I th- it'd be interesting to see what uh, what people think 
of the of the criticism of the manager and those that have been vocal so it'd be good for people to get in touch and let us know really so account at live scfc